Nick Chapman with you. Welcome into the Orlando Magic High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. I am the Orlando Magic's radio producer, and this is a new weekly podcast. We're going to get started. We're going to chat about health and wellness uh, for you, the listener and the Magic fan. All of our routines, obviously, have been thrown into disarray over the last few weeks as we've dealt with the coronavirus pandemic. So hoping to bring you some useful information on that front for you at home uh, listening to this podcast. And then, of course, that includes physical health as well as mental and emotional health. So we'll dive into that. And then, of course, we'll keep our eye on our Magic Basketball Operations staff and our players, what they're doing in these unprecedented times to try and keep ready, uh, healthy, and fresh for the return of basketball whenever that may be. And my first guest for the program is going to shed some light on all of that for us. Uh, David Tenney is the Orlando Magic's High Performance Director, and he joins me from his home today here on the Orlando Magic High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. David, how are you? Thanks for joining me. No, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's yeah, a pleasure. Absolutely. A pleasure to kick this off. Let's just start with you, David. If you could, just give me a description of of your job, of your team, what you guys do for the Magic, uh, for, for people who might not know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is the, well, some some part of my end of third year with the Magic, um, obviously on a hiatus now, but uh, yeah, I mean, my, my title is High Performance Director, which essentially means I'm, you know, managing our, our group of strength conditioning, medical, sports science, psychology, nutrition staff. Um, we have about 10 full-time and then a series of part-time people that, you know, again, just kind of oversees the whole health, wellness, you know, athleticism um, side to the, uh, to the Orlando Magic. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the department has grown and obviously the, the organization and, and Jeff Weltman have, have, you know, really been super supportive of what we're trying to do. And I'm you know, lucky to have, have assembled a really, really good staff that, takes care of the guys coming up on three weeks now uh david close to it anyway since the postponement of the season will you just take us through that 24 to 78 hour sort of span for you i mean i it was crazy the way it's we were sort of easing forward we were making plans people we weren't sure exactly if we're gonna be able to play games you know in empty arenas and then basically all of a sudden that wednesday uh what was it I, i think the 11th of march um, we were scheduled to have a game on, on Thursday the 12th, the Rudy Gobert, Oklahoma City uh, yeah. incident goes down. And then all of a sudden, you know, the season is postponed and your world must have changed very drastically. How how did all that sort of unfold for you and your team? Um, yeah, I mean, and it actually was not as as drastic from, from the beginning because there's a period where, uh, you know, NBA facilities still remained open. Right. Um, so, you know, games are shut down. Facilities still remain open. You know, for the first couple of days, athletes could come in and kind of work out as as they wanted. Um, then there was a period where, you know, there was a social distancing piece to it, where it was, you know, really one person, one person in the, tr- in the training room, one person in the weight room. You know, a couple people sprinkled on the court with just one coach each to really keep good social distancing. Um, and that and that went on, and, and and that was fine for a while. But you know, the issue is, you know, you know, coach. Coach Clifford and I spoke about this at length. Was that not knowing when you're going to actually be playing again makes it a lot more difficult to actually know what you should be doing on a daily basis, right? So, 
Are we just trying to maintain fitness? Are we trying to you know let guys unload a little bit so we're going to build up you know a month from from now? Um, you know, do we have to totally no? If we know guys are going to be out two to three months before we restart, should we just let guys take two weeks off? Um, so really, what strategies we wanted to use with athletes needed to be determined by our best guess of when we are going to you know, restart play. But without that, we just kind of came in for, you know, about seven to 10 days and just had these, these, you know, social distancing workouts in, in the gym and just kind of kept guys um, maintaining what they had. And then, uh, you know, it was about what eight, eight days ago now that the, uh, you know, then there was the, the full shutdown of the facilities. So, um, you know, after the shutdown of the facilities, we went ahead and our head strength coach immediately, you know, did you know the date on that? What was the date with the uh, NBA facility shutting down? Uh, I think it was, it might've been even the end of, of the week prior. It might've been like the 19th or the 20th, uh-huh. I think. Yep. So, so literally as, as the league announces that they're going to uh, shut down NBA facilities and just, you know, just really to be safe and, you know, send people home you know, they gave us about a 36 hour window and, you know, our head strength coach, Nathan Spencer, literally within hours had gone to a U-Haul place, rented a U-Haul, big U-Haul truck, put it back in the Amway garage. We loaded that up with uh, as much weight equipment as possible because essentially now we're trying to, not knowing what's going to happen or when guys you know, can come back, but we have to give guys the... Um, you know, equipment that they might need at their homes. And so we went ahead and packed up this U-Haul. And then over the weekend, Nathan, uh, with a couple other staff members, drove through the Greta Orlando area trying to help essentially build weight rooms in these guys' homes so they mm. could be outfitted to, uh, you know, to, to be able to work out, um, you know, it, in w- within their own homes and, and again, just to stay safe and, and, and isolated. So. What, what an image, a, a massive U-Haul mm-hmm. truck dropping off home personal gyms across the Orlando area. It was funny, David, you know, when um, I'm very much online and I'm very yep. much on Twitter. And when, when the story broke that, that practice facilities were closing, a lot of, you know, your casual NBA fans' instant reaction was, well, every NBA player has a gym in their home and, and, and a court in their basement. And I'm going, I don't think you understand. Maybe Chris Paul and LeBron James have courts and gyms in their home, but most NBA players – don't have that access. A lot of guys live in condos and apartments, especially yep. guys without families, um, and use the facilities, you know, wherever they may live. Some of these guys have, you know, smaller uh, equipment set up, but I, I'm imagining it was a pretty a pretty big process to, uh, to try to outfit these guys with what they're going to need, especially, and I want you to elaborate on this if you could a little bit. I have to think from your perspective, not having an end date and not knowing the uncertainty in the timeline. I mean, so much of what you do is sort of catering these plans with, you know, you need to be at your peak performance come this date when we start playing basketball again. And I have to imagine it makes it very difficult uh, with all that uncertainty for you guys. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a couple things. I think one, the equipment in the, in each player's house um, dictates what the program should be. Right. So, Um, Yes, as you are correct, and there are people that are sprinkled through apartments. Um, There are a couple guys that do have their own home gyms and courts, but those are few and far between. And so you want to to give the players 
equipment that they can also perform safely. You know, so you don't want someone doing a 300 pound squat there at home when with, with no one around. I mean, that's, sure. that's obviously not safe. Um, and then you're right, you know, like your typical off season program where you let guys unload, you get, let guys get rid of all the stress from the season. And then you start implementing some strength training and you allow them to regain some of them, the lean mass and the muscle mass they've lost over the course of the year. And then you try to improve their strength from where it was in previous years. And, you know, and then you, you start bringing in some conditioning and then at that point, typically they begin some of the basketball piece as well. And over this three month uh, process, you guide these guys back into a you know a, a shape and and rhythm that they're then ready to play. Not knowing any target date or end date, or not knowing what what stage they should be in right now, uh, that that's obviously a challenge. And so we we do know that. Yeah, they have played 55 games and they, um, you know, having a couple weeks kind of unload is not the worst thing in the world, no matter what. So, um, you know, so the first thing was, you know, that we did allow the guys just to kind of, uh, recover, be in a little bit of recovery space for a couple weeks. And, you know, and, and now we'll begin to ramp up some of the work that they're doing. But again, that's all dictated by the, at times, potentially the, the limited equipment that we have in each player's homes. How does nutrition change? I mean, I, I realize you know even when things are status quo, you know you can't um, you can't necessarily monitor everything that a player puts into his body. But are you guys sending you know food and nutrition supplements to the homes, or is there any way to sort of? Uh, make up for you know not being able to have the face-to-face interact uh, interaction that you have with these guys normally at the practice facility um, when they're at home, or do you just kind of leave that up to the guys? Uh, there's, it's a mixture. I mean, we we do have um, our chef here, Zach Karkoprovo, who's who's quite good, and he stays in contact with most of our group, and you know, so he made kind of these immunity packs for the players when they when they took off we did have a meeting before you know when 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 the league was shut down and so we did give the players some you know vitamin mineral immunity packs to take home with them um just to to be on top of that um there are there are enough players that also do still have their own chefs that right. are still providing food for them and then it's really about providing support for the guys who do not have home chefs uh, just to just to make them aware of some of their choices and aware of the fact that they're not they're not burning the same number of calories, um, right? And, and also, I think each athlete does have their own um, goals that they're trying to achieve. And you know, let's say you you have, for instance, you know, your your Jonathan Isaacs and Mo Bambas that worked so hard this last off season to really gain a lot of. Uh, muscle and strength back on their frames. And, you know, this is something now we've got a good window where they can go ahead and, and gain some of that weight back that they tend to lose over the course of the season. Um, and that's Zach works with them for that. And Zach at times works with their, their chef as well um, to make sure they're getting, you know, just some more nutrient rich foods that we can, you know, continue to, to put some of the, the weight back on these guys. So, um, you know, m- most of the guys that you might worry about, gaining weight tend to be some of your older veterans that are that are pretty smart i think know their bodies and and 
it's more reminders than, than anything strict we're giving them. But, um, you know, then there's just a challenge around where the players are getting their foods. And um, I think we're all kind of, our food selections have kind of gotten worse as we're kind of, you know, cooped up as well. So, you know, that's, it, I think it's more discussions and, and maintaining communications over this, this period than really anything else. You're telling me if I got to look at another frozen pizza, uh, I think I'm going to freak out right now. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to David Teddy, the Magic's high performance director. I did want to ask you, it's a good transition. I wanted to ask you about J.I. and basically any, you know, any player. I think it's probably a problem for, you know, for 30 training staffs across the league. Any player working back from injury, you're so reliant typically on, on working with somebody um, as you work back and, and rehab an injury and go through physical therapy. How has this changed? Um, the process of, of rehab. Um, yeah, I mean, there JI is in a little bit more. Well, he's he's at a different stage of rehab where, yeah. you know, fortunately, he he doesn't he's not on the stage where he has to lift really heavy weights right now. Um, okay. So so again, as as we've moved through this this space, you know, we've got our our director of rehab, Lindsay Winninger. Um, really sat down with him and walked through all the exercises he should be doing, all the exercises he should be avoiding. Um, we had a you know, conference call, you know, with with our doctors, and you know he's he's going to progress along where he's at now. I mean, there there obviously will be a stage down the road, and we'd like to give him more load, and he'll be getting running progressions and you know and, and things like that. But you know, it's. Uh, Right now, he can do everything he needs to do. He has, and we can check up with him on Facetime, and he can send us videos, and we can do more kind of you know virtual coaching with him. Um, but you know, Lindsay has spoken with them, and then Nathan Spencer, you know, our head strength coach, has talked to him. Um, you know, remain in contact with him. So um, you know, the, the the two of them, I I think, stay in close enough contact with him, and and he's also such a good professional, and he's so you know on top of it that. You know, us just walking him through kind of what his needs are going to be for the next month. I think we feel really comfortable with how, you know, just good of a professional he is that that this will not hopefully slow down his recovery time really at all. So. David, we spoke about, you know, some of the uncertainty, just the uncertainty of, of, of the timeline obviously being a big issue for you. What have been some other challenges that maybe you couldn't, I mean, this, I have to think this caught everybody just about as off guard. Yes. We yeah. sort of had an idea that we were, you know, it was becoming more and more of an issue. Um, but once again, you know, very quickly basketball gets postponed and then within about a week or two practice facility is closed and that sort of throws your entire world into upheaval. What are some some challenges that maybe you didn't necessarily anticipate? What are some lessons that maybe you've learned? And maybe even when we get back to normal, you'll be able to apply on a day-to-day basis. Hmm. I mean, I think definitely it's, it's um, the thing about the NBA is that everything is so highly individualized, right? So yeah. um, some, some athletes prefer a bike and some prefer an elliptical and someone use a peloton and someone use want to use a treadmill and you know if you look around some of the other sports you know what they're doing and they're doing kind of team conditioning classes together um that that i'm not really sure um you know i i would love to have everyone using the exact same pieces of equipment but you know i also think that the nba player 
who works in a more individualized setting is not that's not as conducive to that. So um, it, it means more work on the back end for our strength coach to really program out individually what guys prefer to do and like to do. Um, I think that's 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 one area. I mean, I think what's interesting now is that we don't really think about is these guys are really used to getting massage and manual therapy and mm. um, adjustments. And we're always doing everything we can to keep their bodies in this really kind of highly tuned state where um, when something gets tight, we work on it. And, you know, now we're kind of at week two where our therapists have not had the opportunity to put their hands on any guys. And now all of a sudden, you know, this guy's neck is tight and this guy's low back is tight and they just don't feel right, which is interesting because, because again, they're in, they, they live in this world where we can have their, our hands on them almost whenever we want to. And so, you know, what's the, the long-term effect of guys that have, are used to getting manual therapy and massage and adjustments and now aren't. And, you know, and, and I think that goes to, you know, NBA, athlete, NBA athletes are very highly tuned um, people that, that, that know their body really, really well. And so now you go put them in a house and ask them not to leave for two weeks and, and, and what they feel like and them describing, you know, kind of just, they just don't feel right. But that's, that, that's been, I think, interesting and, and something that we've talked about as, as a staff, you know, that's just different. That's something you've never had to go through before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we know, it, it, athletes, whether it's an NBA athlete, anybody performing at that level is regimented and is used yeah. to routine. And so that's what this is. This upsets the routine. Uh, I'll get you out of here on this, David. I, I just wanted to ask for people like you or I who are kind of at home and, and obviously not, um, you know, maybe necessarily in my case as in tune uh, to my health as, as NBA players are. How do I stay active and healthy and uh, healthy both mentally and emotionally and physically uh, here at home. What are some things we can do to kind of keep moving and, um, and just sort of stay, I guess, with our head above water as we move forward here? I mean, I think first and foremost, just to be creative. I think that's, you know, like I, I actually started a uh, uh, a push-up routine with my nine-year-old, you know, yesterday or two days ago, just something that I've never done before. You know, I think that um, – obviously stay active within the parameters of the social distancing um, requirements we've been given. But, you know, we still, uh, as people need to get out, we need to move, we, we need to be in nature, we need to, we need to sit less, you know, so you know, I think we're all going to end up tighter and hips tighter and low back tighter. And so just get out, sit on your full floor, stretch, try to get in, you know, I think you, you use the term routines. It's just, we all have these routines that have been disturbed. And so we, we kind of have to create our own new routines and whether that means 15 minutes of stretching in the morning or 15 minutes of stretching before you go to bed or going out for a 20 minute walk in times when you uh, normally don't um, that, you know, yesterday I saw Pete D'Alessandro, our assistant GM out, you know, running with his kids on, on bikes, you know, with, with him. So just, trying to be creative where you can get out as a family and obviously still practice your social distancing, but just move and stretch and, you know, do, do push-ups if you haven't done push-ups for years. Um, there's plenty of, I think, safe body weight things that we can be, we can be doing. Um, but, but I think again, just 
it's physical health, but it's going to be mental health as well. I mean, I think we're obviously, it appears that we're just at the beginning of all this. And so um, the hardest from a physical and mental perspective is probably yet to come. And so, you know, really focusing on getting in some good habits now that kind of mentally and physically refresh us are going to be, are going to be really, really important. Uh, excellent stuff. David, I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll do it again sometime, okay? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Very good. That's David Tenney, the High Performance Director of the Orlando Magic. And that's going to do it for this, the first edition of the Orlando Magic High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. Big thanks to David for jumping on. I've been your host, Jake Chapman. We're back next week with another edition. Have a safe and a very healthy week, everybody.